Defensive Performance Coach Grant Parr sits down with California high school football players Jake Calcogno and Teddy Boras for a student-athlete showcase to talk about their mindsets on how to get into the game, overcoming adversity, and moving on to the next level. Jake and Teddy share how they remain mentally tough juggling academics and athletics. The senior football players give a unique perspective on mindset while on the field and toward the future. If you want to know more about how football has influenced the players in becoming mentally strong on the field and in life, then this is a must-listen episode. Are you ready to raise your game? 2021 is the year to increase your performance on and off the field. The Athlete's Edge Journal was designed to cultivate self-confidence and mental resilience through the power of sports psychology. Whether you are a professional athlete, a former college athlete, or have aspirations of greatness in the future, this journal is for you. Visit winthementalgame.com and use the promo code GRANTPAR20 to receive a 20% discount at checkout. Act now to take your mental game to the next level. What if you could rapidly accelerate your team's performance and skill acquisition just minutes before practice or game? NeuroTrainer triggers high-performance states with virtual reality brain training that can be deployed in the gym or at home. In just eight minutes, your team will be more focused and ready for whatever you or the game throws at them. Visit NeuroTrainer.com to schedule your demo and get your team locked in. Welcome back to another episode of 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and tonight we have this incredible show, the Student Athlete Showcase with my alma mater. So I'm like super pleased and super stoked to have Jake Calcogno, senior wide receiver stud, and also Teddy Boras, another quarterback, senior as well. And uh, we're going to be talking about mindset tonight. We're going to talk about their journey uh, since they are seniors, so they're going to be moving on to the next level. But we're really going to get into the two elite athletes into their mind tonight and learn a little bit about what's how they get prepared for the game and how they deal with adversity. So what's going on, fellas? What's going on? Hey, Mr. Parr. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You bet, man. You bet, man. Well, I'm I'm stoked, man. This is uh, this is more than just a show for me to to bring on a couple studs like yourself from alma mater. Now I played 30 years ago, so it's been a while, but I'm always a Grizzly. So having you guys on the show um, and sharing your thoughts is going to be an honor. So, so let's get into it. All right. So we're all about mindset. I think we're, we're in a new age now where it's not just about being physical, the strongest, the fastest. It's about being mentally tough. So when you think about the two words, mental toughness, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to be mentally tough? To be mentally tough, you just got to be like straight arrow. You got to be 100 percent focused, like every day, like throughout school, like from eight eight a.m. to three. You got to be focused on your schoolwork, and then during practice, you just got to be mentally prepared to like go into practice to do your best and compete. And when you think about you know, whether it was this year or, or last year or the year before, was there a specific time where you had to be mentally tough? Or was there that moment where you had to literally dig in your heels and, and do some incredible stuff during an adverse time? Yeah, there was definitely a couple of times like during quarantine and like all the COVID year where like you would wake up and go on your Zoom meeting and then go to practice. And you, it was it was it was hard because like 
everything was different from years past. So I definitely had to be mentally tough, just have the, the ability and just like stay focused on like the goals and the plan that you set yourself before the COVID season and before quarantine, because some people's like mindset changed and the hardest thing was just to keep the same mindset that you had before. Yeah. And so when you go through COVID and you go through even this year, you guys, you guys, you guys lit it up this year. And then there was a couple of games that are pretty tough for you guys, but how, how did you, when we talk about being mentally tough, it's about staying focused in the moment. So when you, you know, deal with a big loss, right. Or you, you throw a pick and I'm, I don't know if you had any pick sixes, but let's just say you throw a pick. How do you, how do you get back into the moment and deal with that and be mentally tough? Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely, I definitely threw a pick six, but I can't remember a great example in like Monta Vista. We were down for uh, like seven zero, fourteen zero, and our offense wasn't wasn't uh, gearing up. And I threw a pick. The crowd was yelling like overrated, and like they were, we were down. Like no one had the hope. And so when you come to the sideline, you kind of just have to like take a deep breath and just like go to your guys and tell them that it's all good, it's all gonna be okay. And then kind of just like regroup and come back with a like a, another game plan to attack. Awesome. Awesome. Jake, what about you? Like when you think about being mentally tough, what does that mean? Well, a few things to to go off of what Teddy just said. There was another time we were playing Amador and it was late in the second quarter. We we're just finishing up the half. We were trying to put a drive together to score before half because we were tied 14-14 with like a minute 30 left. And then the ball got tipped or something by a D lineman and then it ended up being a pick six. So we were down 21-14 with like 30 seconds left in the half. And then we we flushed it as soon as we went to the sideline and then put a drive together in 30 seconds and scored to tie it up again at half. And it was a huge momentum changer. So I think for me, met being mentally tough is just flushing the bad things after they happen, just like pushing through barriers that that like stand in your way sometimes when things can get hard. And just like for one, always like believing like in yourself and like personally, I think like I'm, I'm really blessed, like in any situation, like I really think like, okay, things can always be worse than they are right now. So like on the sideline, I'm also thinking that like there's, I'm just never losing hope. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. You know, and I, you know, and I'll add some commentary to this, you know, when I think about, you know, being mentally tough, it's about, conquering the emotional hurricane you know when you think about the moment like that moment in the game that that crucial moment where someone's calling you overrated or you know pick sick all these things that can come up that get you distracted how do you get in the middle of that eye of the hurricane right how do you get into it and get super calm and not get swooped up into that emotional hurricane right so being mentally tough is training ourselves to be so present no no matter what energy thoughts uh, people saying stuff, uh, bad calls, even bad play calling, that doesn't affect us. We can still stay focused in that emotional hurricane and, and be mentally tough. So uh, it seems like you guys um, exude that, right? So so I'm going to ask this another question because I'm a, I'm a modern and, I, and I'm definitely a, uh, a big fan of, of Grizzly Nation. So we're going to tap in a little bit of your, your culture and your pride there. So 
what's it like being being a grizzly? What's it like for you? Uh, being a grizzly, it was it was hard at first because you know we're kind of I would say like the middle child of the league, between like SRV and Monta Vista, like and we, I don't know. We have good. There's been good seasons in the past, but like nobody, we have nobody's done something special. So I feel like being a grizzly, like you, you always got to uh, carry a chip on your shoulder. Like, absolutely. Jake, what's it like just to to wear the orange and black, man? Like when when you're when you're done putting on that uniform, you're ready to go. What's it like, rep, you know, representing the colors? Yeah, well, uh, personally, I take a lot of. I take a lot of pride in wearing the orange and black. Like Teddy said, it is kind of like we're the middle child. Like that's a good way to put it. I feel like a lot of times uh, the cow grizzlies are in a way like underappreciated. Like we're just like, like underrated kind of like going into seasons. No one really expects us to make playoffs or like win in the playoffs, but uh, we got it done this year didn't go as far as we would like to, but um, definitely when I put on the orange and black jersey, uh, I leave it all on the field. I at least try to. Well, and so this is this is really interesting because 30 years ago when I played, same thing. People, they always thought that we were at the, the bottom of the bucket. They didn't think about us, you know, being a competitor. Um so it fueled our motivation and we did have a chip on our shoulder and, you know, and there was a lot of us that had the opportunity to transfer, to go to the Dallas South, to go to Santa Monica, this we want to do. Um, and at the time, Foothill and Amador were really good as well. So, but we didn't do that. Like we stayed because we wanted to make Cal High good. We stayed because we believed in changing the culture and it felt good, man. Like it felt good to, to win together and it felt good to lose together even though losing sucks, but it felt good that our brothers were all on the same page and, and striving for a common goal. So would you guys say that having that, 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 st- that stigma of you guys not being that great guys, not going to probably make the playoffs. That was that like the motivation to, to really pull together and actually your senior year was great. It was really good. So do you think that was the motivation? I think I can speak for a lot of people on the team when I say we like proving people wrong and especially like with no one expecting us to, to have a winning record and everything. It, it felt good to do it. And the Grizzlies, we, we put a lot of time into the season and effort like on and off the field. Like we really grew as like a brotherhood during the season. Mm-hmm. Cause like not every guy knew, knew each other like brothers when we first started. But I feel like as we got towards the end of the season, we were all, we're all like one big family and that's kind of how the season went the way it went. Absolutely. So Teddy, what, when you think about this year, um, I know you've shared a little bit about this year, but when you think about your proudest moment for this year, what, what would you think your proudest moment was? Um, my proudest moment, I'll probably say it might be for Jake too. I don't know, but senior night, we we came through adversity, like Jake said. We were down. Well, we were up twenty one fourteen at the half, but we were tied up, and there was de- it was definitely a battle going to halftime. Like we knew they weren't going to stop, and uh, we we knew like our offense. We had to score every single possession. So 
Uh, me and Jake, I'm pretty sure we had like three second half touchdowns. And my cousin was came back from the Air Force, and I haven't see, I didn't see him for like two years. And I knew that going into the week. So, like, I was, had to be mentally prepared. I, I didn't want to make a mistake. I got into halftime through an uh, un- unfortunate pick. And that kind of just fueled, like, my motivation, my mentality. Like, I'm not making another mistake. And we're winning this, this, this ball game. Cool. What about you, Jake? What was your proudest moment? Teddy had a good one with the Amador game. That was probably my best game, like, stats-wise. But... Uh, for me, it was our, the first time we played Clayton Valley, uh, pretty much like Clayton Valley's offense is they like to run the ball a lot. So we didn't get too many possessions on offense. And then they had the lead with, I'd say a minute 30 left. And then they had scored with a minute 30 left. So we were down 19 or yeah, we're, we're down we're six. We're down six. Or no, we're down five. Um, yeah, there you go. We're down five with a minute 30 left, and we had to drive down the field. And, 13. Okay, yeah, it was 1913. I just got the All right. <laughs> uh, 1913, and we had to drive like 70 yards to score for the win. And uh, we ended up doing that with like just a couple of clutch catches from – uh, me and Dom Tuyor and Nabi Wahab. And then uh, I ended up, Teddy threw me the game-winning touchdown. I ran a double move corner post in the back of the end zone. And we scored with like 10 seconds left. So, and then like, wow. obviously it was, it was a crazy environment. And I watched, I watched it over uh on film and you could just see the crowd like jumping up and down and like a bunch of my friends sent me the video after the game because they were like on the sideline and then our whole team was just jumping up and down celebrating so that was like the funnest and like most memorable um, wow part for me during the season i always smile talking about it because i just reliving it in my head oh man it's it's priceless those are the moments that make not only sports but football so special man like yeah where you can you can go back like you'll be my age one day and you're gonna you're never gonna forget that moment and all the other moments too but that moment right um you you brought up and also it's pretty cool how you lit up like you know how special that is where you can have something make you smile uh it's just it's i love that stuff um you talked about stats and i want to ask you this right because we're we're in this society now where all all offenses now are high powered for the most part so there's a lot of stats social media it's all about film and stats we get evaluated in our values in stats and i come from a whole different thought process on that um it's about if you want those stats you've got to actually dedicate yourself to the process so it's about the process over the stats so how do you guys is it distracting when there's people calculating touchdowns, receptions, yards, how many touch or how many touchdowns, how many uh, interceptions? Does that become a, a a a distraction? And how do you guys push that out? How do you guys focus on just the process and the skill itself? Well, for me, it 
honestly, it it's, I wouldn't use it as a a distraction, but uh, actually, distraction could be the right word. I was having, or like, I had a good season, I guess you could say. And then there was one game where I had two targets for like eight yards or something. It was against our first time playing against Monta Vista. And I guess that was kind of like a, like a piece of humble pie, you know, like I was, I'm, I'm never really too caught up into the stats and everything like that, but I guess it was just like a reality check because I, I was getting too caught up in it. You know, mm. it was like week six or like week seven or something like that. So I was like just getting caught up in it and then got hit with the boom, nine yards. Right. But like, and then from then on, I was just like, okay, it's really not about the stats. So then I'm just thinking like to myself, I was just thinking like I could have 10 yards, but do an amazing job stock blocking that game, you know? And, yeah. and really at the end of the, at the end of the day, I, truly just care about the the win for the team so i mean if i have a good game if i don't have a good game the the win is really all i'm worried about at the end of the day so i love it man it's when you said about blocking like cooper cup came to mind because that guy can not only catch and run great routes i can block because he's a savage now just out of curiosity when you have a game where you just get nine yards is that a type of game where the next week are you staying after practice with Teddy and getting more throws in? Are you getting to practice a little bit early to get more reps in? Does does, does those kind of games get you more motivated to do the work? Yeah, a hundred percent. After that game, we we're I mean, I was working even harder the next week just because I didn't want to prove prove the haters right. You know, like I there you didn't go. Want, I like proving the haters wrong and same with a bunch of other guys. Like, so yeah, definitely. It, I took that one to heart and especially cause we lost that game. It was like, I really took it to heart and me and Teddy both got to work after that. And so yeah, awesome. pretty much. That's awesome. Awesome. So Teddy, let's, let's get into your pregame routine. Um, when you think about, getting ready for any, any team. Um, what walk us through how you get prepared for a game? Like what's, what's, what's your routine when you're in the locker room or it could be out when you're warming up, you know, throwing to your wide receivers, it's uh, to Jake or even with, with your co- coach Pulaski, like what's your routine? Uh, I would say like, like when you asked Jake the stat question, um, like you can have a game where you think you you did well and then you look back on the film and the stats and then see oh well we could have done something better so i think film on saturday mornings and then getting like getting mentally like ready for practice uh on monday and then coming to practice watching film uh, again and then drawing up new plays with coach Pulaski and coach and Monday is kind of just like more of a mental day for Cali. So like mm-hmm. Monday, we kind of just set what we're going to do to like get better and like, improve like from the mistakes that we had the previous week. And then just like repetitions after reps uh, throughout the week to make sure that we don't, I don't make the same 
mistakes as last game. When that's awesome how you 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 walked us through that whole week of preparation. When you're in when you're in the locker room, right? That's a lot of time where the team is together. There's a lot of energy, there's a lot of connection going on. What what's going on in your head? Is there anything that you do? Call it ritual or not, um, but is there anything that you do to get you prepared? And, and the reason why I ask that question is because all the way through Pop Warner to my very last game in Division Two football, every time that I put my pads on and the last thing that I put on is my towel that I would tuck in my belt and hang it over. As soon as I would do that, I would look in the mirror every time, and it was like that's the switch. I, I had to do that. I ha- and if I couldn't see it in a mirror, I had to literally like, as soon as I put that towel on, it was game time. And then it w- I don't care what kind of green grass it was. It could have been the field. It could have been maybe off to the side, but we're warming up. As soon as I stepped on that green grass, it was game time. Like everything, life just got pushed away. And I immersed myself into the moment of being a quarterback, being a, and being an athlete. So Okay. When you when you think about your routine, getting prepared, getting locked in on game day, whether it's game day or before you actually leave that locker room, like what what are some of the routines that you go through to to get yourself locked in? Um, well, on Friday mornings, I we wear our jerseys to school, so throw on the jersey and like that already kind of puts me in the game day in the game day mood. But after school, we usually have like an hour and a half before we have to be back in the locker room. So I always go to Ike's sandwiches with uh, my best friend, Alakai Afoa. He's, he plays left tackle and D end. He was number 70, but um, me and him always go to Ike's sandwiches and get the same exact thing. Every time we get the Steph Curry with no tomatoes and extra yellow barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) And then we go back to the locker room. And, like, when it comes game time and everyone's getting all hype and stuff, I'm kind of the exact opposite. Like, I let I kind of let the game come to me. And, like, I'm pretty calm. Like, we run out of the helmet before the game. Um, and, like, I always stay in the back and just, like, kind of jog out. But, um, yeah, I'd say, like, I'm, I'm really calm when it comes to, to, like, everyone being all hyped for – kickoff and everything like i just try and let the game come to me but ike sandwiches is definitely like a superstition of mine yeah (laughs) you gotta crush some good food on game day yeah (laughs) so um i i want to talk about this specifically between you and teddy hopefully teddy can come back here um the chemistry is so important for i mean for everyone on the offense to have chemistry but to have that chemistry with your quarterback to know, like for at least I'm coming back, I'm coming from the, the eyes of a quarterback to know that my dude, I can trust that dude, whether if whoever's covering him, wherever he needs a block or there's an audible, but I trust him. So tell me just, I'm going to open up this to both of you share a little bit. What's so special about your guys's chemistry together. Um, well, me and Teddy's chemistry. Henry. The, the funny thing is we've only known each other. Well, we've always known of each other. We played Little League. Uh, against, we played against each other in Little League. But the first time we met was in uh, one of our freshman year classes. It, it was a 
like avid class or something english uh that's where we first met like face to face and then we were like oh we're both playing football and then freshman year i actually tried playing quarterback and teddy beat me in the spot so i was second string quarterback but i played corner also but um that's kind of where we met and then we became really close friends through football and and then it turns out we both played on the same baseball team so I feel like we've just always been around each other throughout our high school careers and like just like life outside of school and sports you know we have the same friends so we're just always around each other and like Teddy usually always keeps a football in the car so we'll just go out and throw the ball around when we're sitting around waiting for food or something so that's the kind of like stuff off the field because like obviously we'll get our work in during practice and after practice and when it's football time but like when it's just away from school just hanging out time we're still throwing the ball around so I feel like that's what makes our chemistry so good on on Friday nights is just everything these past four years that have led up to it. So Teddy, we, we talked about chemistry between you and Jake. Um, I know there's, there's chemistry that you have with your, with your offensive linemen, running backs and all that, but from your perspective, what's so special between, between you and Jake, the chemistry that you guys have? Uh, what Jake said before, like we met in sixth grade in like an avid class and uh, ninth grade. <laughs> ninth grade my bad <laughs> but you beat him out <laughs> no and and then uh he went out for quarterback and then i uh had an injury and then couldn't play so then jake took my spot and then after the season in our class we had to write a letter like to another person in the class like about our future and like about our next four years because in Avid, they th- they're they're talking about the next four years, like how you're gonna, like what's going on in your future, right? And he sent me a letter and said, if you ever slip up or you're you you're out of the game, I'm right behind you, and I'm gonna take your position. I'm gonna take your spot. Like I don't care. <laughs> we're we're still gonna be friends, but like I'm taking your spot. And like right then, I I knew like. Like this kid is, this kid's different. Like he'll go, we'll go to the field like for two, three hours a day during COVID. Like he's just, he's a competitor and I'm a competitor. And so when we like, when we like met, like it was just perfect, perfect bond. And going like sophomore, junior year, like if we, like if we weren't like throwing the ball around with Coach Count, uh, Coach P, we were doing other stuff, hot tubbing going out with some girls just nah, everything nah. Just, just 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 spending life with each other you know like building right. a connection so it's more than just football man and that's and that's great man it's about i think when when we create a bond with people on our team it's more than just on the field it's it makes it more impactful when it's off the field as well um so that's cool man um i want to i want to talk about Trying to get you guys thinking about what, a, a one word here, okay? So, so Jake, let me uh, get you tagged up here. Um, when you think about getting describing in one word, when you get a forty-yard plus bomb over the shoulder, 
in stride for a touchdown. What's one word to describe that that experience, that feeling? One word. Okay, probably thrilling. I don't know if that's a good word, but yeah, just like when I catch it and when I get into the end zone, like sometimes I'm just so amped up or like hyped up. I don't even know what to do. You know, I'll give the ball to the ref and then we're not allowed to celebrate. So I don't really right. be celebrating. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just exciting. And I always love like looking in the crowd after a big play and seeing them like cheering and stuff and like chanting my name and stuff. It's, it's the, it's honestly one of the best feelings in the world. Heck yeah. Big time. That way a championship, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a special feeling. Now, Teddy, when you think about scrambling, rolling out of the pocket, right? Seeing the fields and threading the needle for a touchdown, describe one word. What's, what's, what's that like? What's that feeling like? Shoot. That's hard. I mean, thrilling, thrilling was a good one. I feel like, like me and Jake have done it like a lot. So I would say like, it's satisfying because like, we know we can do it. We know we can do every single play. So like when we, when we hit a deep one, like when I scrambled and throw the needle, it's like, it's like, it's satisfying. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's funny is, uh, you know, Jake, Jake Plummer and I had uh, a podcast and we used to talk about this all the time. And my word was joyous, man. Man, when I throw a touchdown, it's full of joy. And when he would throw a touchdown, it was exhilarating. So all these, you know, thrilling, satisfying, it, it all works, man. It's like, it's really hard to, when you work your butt off, your tail off, and you and you you do something successful like throw a touchdown, it's it's unreal. Unreal. All right, a couple more questions here before we sign out. Okay. So let's let's talk about your athletic profile. And what I mean by that, your attributes. Okay. Okay. So Jake, like when you think about your attributes, fast, maybe not not, you know, you're small, shorter in stature, but you're fast, you're strong, great hands, reliable. Uh what wide receiver do you think that you emulate that's a former or current NFL player? I'd say right now you were spot on earlier with Cooper Cup. Okay. Yeah, I would say Cooper Cup right now just because, like, um, I mean, obviously I don't look apart with me being, like, six foot, 165. You know, I'm obviously not, like, the strongest on the field, but – I feel just like Cooper Cup. I I get the job uh, job done day in and day out. Whether that comes to uh, run after catch, just catching the ball, stock blocking. Uh, I feel like I do a pretty good job of uh, being really well rounded. And I feel like Cooper Cup is one of the best in the league, or or potentially the best in the league right now. And yeah, and he like he's. A, also not the fastest, biggest, you know, and he doesn't really look apart either. So I don't know. He's just someone that I don't, not, I look up to, but like, I admire just like right. how far he's come and like looking like me. Totally. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's nice to be in that spot because when you're not the six foot five running a four forty, you know, where everyone's always looking at you, you know, some people kind of forget about you and then you make them remind them they need to, they need to pay attention to you. 
Um, yeah. So that's cool, man. That's, and the fact that you take a lot of pride in blocking too is music to my ears. So that's that's some good stuff there. So when you think about a former or or current quarterback, who do you your play of quarterback? Who do you emulate? Who who do you look like? Um, that's a, a former or current quarterback. I don't really know. Me and my buddies and Jake, we always like talk about who we think we like play like, but it's so hard because like I feel like. I don't know, I feel like I have a little like Tom Brady and just like field general and like I, like the accuracy and but then I also like Patrick Mahomes because like different slots I can throw from like different angles my arm so one cool. of those two All right the goat yes, I love sir. it So a couple more questions here when we talk about our legacy right so you guys are all, you guys are just a few months away of graduating going to the next level so when you think about um, leaving your legacy, Teddy, what, what do you want to be known for when you leave Cal High? Well, I was the first quarterback that coached Cal had and like running the spread. And so I kind of want to keep like the legacy of uh, like the quarterback play at Cal. Like just have like the up and coming like juniors and sophomores just to know, just have like a standard like a base because i think i did pretty well and uh yeah the legacy kind of just keep kids from like keep working hard and because we had the COVID season just go through adversity i mean if me and jake did it and our team did it throughout the spring season and then coming back and doing so well going to uh sing around in playoffs i just hope like the younger kids that are like watching us they like come to our games like see that and kind of have like a like a new standard for Kali. Got it. What about you, Jake? What what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Well, I feel like, um, like all the stats and stuff. Like people are gonna forget about that with with when the next generation flows in. So, really, I just want to leave a good impact and mark of me being a leader and like really show that on the younger guys, like the freshmen and sophomores that are coming in right now. I just want them to look at me as a leader and like not only a leader, but just a, a good human being who is like treats others with respect and like, just like, like is trying helpful to everybody and just a nice person. So I awesome. feel like that goes a long way and people, people remember sh- remember uh how you treated them for ever yeah so 100 percent that lasting impression man and so that that's great guys man uh, leaving our legacy um it does mean something um it especially when it doesn't mean that all about stats it's about our character it's about our intention it's about our energy that we put not only into to football but into school and our relationships so I, I do in the in the the theme of legacy, right? Because there's hundreds and hundreds of incredible not only athletes at Cal High but football players. So I'm gonna test you guys. Is there anybody that that played in the the previous teams or in the past teams? Any studs that you look up to or appreciate their play, what they did for Cal High in the past? A name that comes to mind for me is um, Gary Winschlag. 
when we were sophomores, he was a senior. And he's someone that, like, he was injured for most of his senior year. But, like, he was also kind of like me, except for he was a little – he was actually – he was stronger like he was in the weight room every single day he was a hard worker and he kind of took me under his wing and like taught me uh quite a few things and and he was just like I said earlier like he was a really nice person and like he was just had a really good character and was helpful to anyone he could be helpful to and I looked up to him when I was younger like 15 years old yeah I mean, I still remember Gary. Okay. And I will for, forever. Awesome. Well, he was a receiver too. I don't know if I mentioned that, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Teddy? I feel like playing, I played varsity as a sophomore and having, like being around older people, older guys, like I was 15 years old playing with like some of them were adults and how they like they carry themselves like around school and how they carry like the team like all like as a senior you have like your responsibility is to be a leader and to uh, to show the young guys like the way to keep uh, the tradition and like the legacy going i don't really have like one per- like one person from Cal that I, like with that too is as a quarterback, like it wasn't, we didn't throw the ball much with Belichi. So I, I didn't know how like that would go. And right. I didn't know quarterbacks. I was new to the sport too. So. Got it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting when I was playing, I remember back in the day, class of 86, it was, it was the first team that actually went to the playoffs. Um, Tom Reiner. I don't know if you ever heard of Tom Reiner, but Tom Reiner was a linebacker and running back, and he played at Missouri. And he was the he played on the team that played in the fifth play, the only team that ever played in a college game that had five plays. And it was against Colorado, and he was the linebacker that actually stopped them on the fourth play. And Colorado went up to the line of scrimmage and just kept on playing and so they got a fifth play and scored so pretty interesting but he was someone that I mentored or someone who I looked up to and mentored me uh, Jason Bamer is another just an incredible um, athlete that played at U of H uh, another person and there's there's tons of other incredible athletes that played for Cal High and I think it's just it's that we all need to like honor each other for all the time that we spent and put in right so I want to, before we sign out here, and I appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts and your energy on your career and on, on the season. Um, what do you think you guys learned the most about yourself? So when think about when the, that freshman year, right, up until your senior year, what do you think you learned the most about yourself? Okay, well, it looks like I'm the only one left, so I'll go first. There you go. Uh, I think what I learned most about myself is that uh, – I'm good at persevering through hard things. Like when things are thrown my way, like, like I have, I've been very blessed to have obviously Teddy is a great quarterback and my, my dad is the coach and like, but like, there are still like some things like, obviously I don't have any offers right now. 
So that's hard, especially when it feels like I've been productive this season and I've done a lot. I've like, I've worked really hard, but it just, it just shows right now that it looks like it's, it hasn't been paying off, but I know God has a plan for me at the end of the day, you know? So I'm not really too caught up into like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do in the future? Like it'll all work out in the end, but um, I feel like I'm really good at persevering through hard things like on and off the field. Like when things just are thrown in my way, like I'm good at working around them or working through them. And then um, I feel like I've also learned about myself that, well, a lesson I've learned, not really about myself, but is like, it's always better to like stay calm and see what you can do to prevent something or work through something instead of like trying to think and act in the moment and like potentially like make matters worse or like, I don't know, just not uh, strive towards where you want to be in the future. Awesome. Awesome. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I kind of went on. (laughs) No, man. I mean, you got to remember, like we, we grow so much, not only our minds and our emotions, our thoughts, our bodies from the moment that we are freshmen to seniors. And, and the fact that what you guys have done there at Cal high in those four years, you guys have done a lot and together. So you've learned a lot, man, you guys have changed. So it totally makes sense. And so Teddy, um, what do you think you learned the most about yourself? And you like, look at yourself as your freshman little dude coming into high school. And now you're this big six, three, 200 pound quarterback, uh, just dominating your sport. What do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Uh, like, just like Jake said, I feel like I can persevere through anything. Like I had a, a season ending, ending injury freshman year. And I kind of like, and I was always a baseball guy. So I was kind of, just wondering if I should just stick to baseball and not play football. And, and then I, I decided to play and, uh, as a sophomore on varsity, like I didn't really get my number called. I was kind of just there to, uh, to like play my part. And then, yeah, I mean, and then during the COVID season, it kind of just showed like, if I really want to do something, like I, I just have to work because I wouldn't have gone to like, like where I am, like with all the success, like going to uh, eat ball second round of playoffs without like doing the hard work and getting up early and going to uh, Coach P and Coach Cal with Jake on early morning. Right on, man. Yeah. Right on. Well, fellas, man, thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts and your energy. Um, I'm, I'm honored to have you on the show, but man, I can't wait to see you guys at the next level. Just, you know, you representing Cal high, uh, Grizzly nation. And, uh, and I just, um, man, I, I just, I'll, I'll be a, a huge cheerleader for you guys at the next level. And I hope the best for you guys. Thank you. It means thank a lot. you right on.